Welcome to Calling It Out, the podcast dedicated to calling out the BS in your head and teaching you how to free yourself from an eating disorder or an eating distress. Throughout this podcast, we'll be looking at the way we think and how it impacts our behaviours. With each episode, we'll be teaching you how you can change your thinking in order to lead a freer life. I'll be your host, Jacqueline Campion. Welcome back to the Calling Out podcast, where we're going to be exploring um, the topic of how to become more self-aware. So starting off, what what do we mean when we talk about becoming self-aware? Self-aware is basically learning to become an observer in your own life is probably how I would um, simplify it. So you are practicing curiosity about your thinking, about your self-talk, your beliefs, um, your behaviours, your interactions. So it's a really, for me personally, it's a really exciting stage of recovery, journey to freedom, self, you know, growth, self-development, whatever you want to call it. Um, And it's... I suppose maybe years ago when I was kind of first approaching the topic, excitement wouldn't be something that I would have attached to it. So for me personally, when I was in condition, the idea of becoming more self-aware, I kind of interpret it of like becoming very um, self-conscious, you know, overly conscious to an extreme, analyzing everything, analyzing my thoughts, people's thoughts, my behaviors, people's behaviors. So the difference between um, being self-aware and being like paranoid Pam basically is it's coming from a place of love and curiosity as opposed to fear and criticism. So what self-awareness, I suppose what we mean when we talk about self-awareness that I said, practicing becoming an observer, practicing, you know, some people refer to it as kind of becoming the watcher. It's key to any sort of development and growth. So it is an essential, um, it's an essential factor in the foundation of your recovery and your journey to freedom. So it's all about really kind of practicing, touching base, coming back home to yourself, you know, asking kind of some questions. And and why why it's so important is that a lot of us, you know, most some people are of the opinion that about 80 percent of kind when we're going around on our daily living, 80 percent of kind of what we're thinking and doing is unconscious. Um, so with eating distress, that's that is a really it's a huge factor and it's also a very dangerous factor because a lot of the time we eat in distress and when you're experiencing kind of conditioned thinking, the people around you will be aware of it and um, before you are a lot of the time. So because of the nature of the self-harming behaviours and the self-destructive behaviours that are kind of go part and parcel with eating distress, it is so important to start getting curious about what it means to become more self-aware and what the incentives are for it, why it's so important important and and really kind of how we're going to be doing it. So that's what we're going to be looking at um in today's episode. So one thing as well why it's very important what 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 kind of, what self-awareness isn't I suppose is um filtering. So I mentioned in previous episodes the distorted um thinking pattern that is filtering. So in life it's a natural 
it's almost like a habitual response that when we're going through our daily ba- like our daily kind of experiences, we're, we're filtering out a lot of things based on your beliefs, based on your needs, based on where you are at your life. You know, we are filtering um, certain things out. We're taking certain things in because we think we, re- we can relate to them and they're important for us to listen. And then we filter other things out. So. For example, you know, a lot of the time, even in recovery, you know, people often come to group sessions and, you know, at at the group sessions in the center, we look at various different topics. But a lot of the time when you're recovering um, the condition thinking can be very kind of focused on what what it thinks it needs to focus on. okay, which is completely the opposite of what awareness is. It's a very closed mind. So. When you're maybe if you're maybe having a conversation with somebody or you're watching something on TV or for the example I use, they're kind of coming to group. An example of filtering is that, you know, it's a topic of maybe acceptance and you think, okay, well, I've absolutely no problems with acceptance and this group is probably not going to really give me much. So I'm kind of just going to zone out and I probably wish I didn't come here and I could have been doing something more useful. So what's happening there is that there's a story in your mind. There's a belief. There's a very kind of tunnel vision on what you think you need to be looking at and what's relevant to you and what's not that kind of attitude is very close-minded for me personally with the my condition thinking would have come out quite arrogant for um a good bit of my journey towards kind of freedom and I would have been of the thought that I knew exactly you know I, I basically thought I had the sus on a lot of things I, I knew what I was doing um I had this kind of almost a spiritual snobbery and nutritional snobbery a lot of these kind of um, just ideas that, you know, I kind of almost at a certain stage of my recovery, I thought that was it. You know, I've kind of um, I'm done now. And and that's the way the condition basically really develops in order to survive. It adapts to its environment. So, you know, it looked and sounded good. A lot of the things from my personal journey, it looked and sounded good what I was saying and even sometimes what I was practicing, but it was missing that kind of authenticity. So just getting curious, like even, for example, like when you're maybe listening to, you know, the radio or you're putting the TV on or someone's having a conversation, you just know it's yourself going, this has actually nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm not interested in this at all. And you just kind of zone out conversation conversations with people in work, school, college, you know, get curious as to what you really zone into and what you really zone out of because they're two extremes. The condition can kind of go to the other extreme as well where you're like, you know, you can maybe meet somebody and they say something. Um, it can happen as well a lot of the time even in group group you know sessions are often a kind of reflection of what kind of happens on the outside but even for example if you go to a group session um, and you maybe hear somebody sharing something that like you can relate to the conditioned mind gets a little bit creepy and can be like oh my god I so relate to this person I so identify with them and I just love what they say so you can become really tunnel visioned and you kind of only listen out Um, I suppose we do that a lot kind of in society and you know people in mainstream media things like that but just even watch out in your inner circles you know what are you a little bit who who are you dismissive of and who are you a little bit overly enthusiastic about and um that's just a little bit of information so I suppose going like why why is why is self-awareness so important in recovery ultimately recovery and your journey towards freedom from from the mental prison that is an emotional distress or an eating distress it's it's all about learning to reclaim your power so you cannot reclaim your power unless you're aware that you've given it away so a lot of the time as we're kind of going around on default automatic autopilot we give our power away it leaks out it's kind of like the um 
was going to say it's like the Irish water system, but I don't know if that's politically correct to say. But anyway, there's loads of little leaks. So that's an opportunity for you to even just like if you're not aware of that, um, that's fine. You know, you, you, you could be now practice a little bit more curiosity. So you want to start looking at maybe where you're giving your power away, where you're given kind of your your responsibility away. OK, so when, I, when I'm talking about kind of giving your responsibility away or avoiding responsibility probably is it makes a little bit um, more sense. It's, you know, where do we find ourselves blaming, you know, blaming our situation, blaming our circumstance, blaming our feelings, blaming our experiences. Where do we find ourselves blaming that on someone or something else? That's something on the external. It could even be the weather. You know, I'm in a crap mood because the weather's crap. So this has given us information that we're there's very little awareness of actually how much power we have within our thinking to influence our feelings, to influence our behaviours in order to give us a much more enjoyable experience. So self-awareness is so important because it gives you the opportunity to question and get curious. And even if you kind of go, OK, I'm feeling a bit shit today. OK, so obviously saying that you feel shit you're going to add kind of judgment to it and things like that but even practicing getting curious you know okay if you're if you're self-aware you're going to take that opportunity to look inward okay and get curious about what's my self-talk like at the moment what's my lingo like so you know I've mentioned before the lingo 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 it is so important how is the language that I'm using at the moment so a lot of the time, those kind of feelings that are often kind of labelled and judged as bad, they're opportunities for information. A lot of the time when people feel quite content, they don't often kind of get scared and go, oh, my God, I'm feeling happy today. What's that all about? Um Sometimes that can actually happen in condition as well. Some people experience that, you know, they're like, oh my God, I actually feel okay today. Oh my God, what's that from? I'm afraid it's not going to last. Um, but really why it's important because you cannot, you know, um, Marie Campion pu- published the book Hope, Understanding Hate and Distress um, back in 1998 and how she referred to the definition of recovery was self-knowledge, self-aware, self-acceptance, self-belief and then self-love. So you cannot get to a point of self-love and contentment in the relationship with yourself without self-awareness. So it is so important if you want to learn, if you if you if you want to grow, if you want to be free, you have to learn. If you want to learn, you got to become more aware and probably one of the most liberating things and realizations I've come to with the whole journey of my own personal recovery and working with people who are recovering is that really I know very little you know whatever I do think I know there is so much more to um, learn and become aware of you know every time I have a session with somebody every time I am going to a group every time I'm holding a workshop training for teachers professionals I'm always learning something and that's probably one of the differences between when I thought I was free and now actually um, experiencing through authentic, authentic freedom um, so when you get to a place where you think you know it all that happens a lot in, con- in condition there can be two extremes you're terrified because you think oh my god where will I start I know absolutely nothing that's probably 
one of the best foundations to start you know minus the fear and the scare in yourself and um, it's much more popular now I've kind of mentioned it before but it's a huge obstacle in recovery when you think you know it all you know I have all the tools I know what to do and um, I'm gonna go and just kind of just do it myself you know nobody can recover on their own okay I'm, I'm not saying that you essentially need you have to have one-to-ones you have to but well in terms of eating distress recovery you know i you definitely need to kind of make that, that a priority. But it's this idea that like, okay, I have the tools. I'm just going to go. If I just go off and practice them, um, then that's fine. There's always something to learn. If you're going to sessions, if you're going to groups and you're coming away going, I didn't get anything from that. That's information in itself. Okay, so your awareness there um, and your openness to learn is actually um much smaller than you're maybe aware of so that's again that kind of opportunity things to kind of um watch out for so again with self-awareness like we are responsible for our experiences we're 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 responsible we're responsible for our thoughts we're responsible for our feelings we're responsible for our reactions our actions and when you catch yourself maybe blaming that on somebody else that's an opportunity to practice becoming more self-aware okay so what tools can you use in order to become more self-aware? Okay, so I'm going to refer to something called the Johari model. So some of you, just, you know, for a little bit of intellectual kind of snobbery and some psychological jargon. So the Johari model is um, developed by one lad called, I think, John, and one lad called Harry. So hence the whole Johari. Um, it's, it's a simple model to practice becoming more self-aware okay um something maybe in your own time you could i'm going to try and kind of explain it as simple as possible so it's basically a quadrant of four windows okay so if you even draw and this is going to be kind of like quite a practical exercise so i would recommend you know in your own time or maybe come back to the podcast when you've got maybe a pen and paper or something um, to actually kind of really write these things out, you know, think it, ink it. It's so important um, to, 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 to write things down, you know, so you can kind of become more aware, create that kind of space where you can kind of observe without the judgment. Um, so it's a quadrant of four windows. So if you just kind of get, um, just get a pen to paper and just kind of draw um, basically like a cross okay so you've got you've got two squares on top two squares on the bottom so on the top left okay so this is th- this first box it's the box it's 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 labeled as open okay so it's basically what I know and what others know okay so that's going to be you know for example you know what your hobbies are maybe what kind of motivates you and um, what your job is what your passions are um, you know, could even be things like, you know, what music you're into, what your style is, things like that. So it's a very kind of open box where you know and others know. Underneath that box on the quadrant is um, the box is so basically where it's a hidden box. OK, Um, so this box here is basically where I know, but others don't know this about me. OK, so this is quite uh, often quite a juicy big box in terms of recovery from emotional distress okay so this is looking at like what are my worst fears what am I ashamed of what am I hiding what 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 guilt am I holding on to um, you know what stories am I telling myself in terms of the relationships that I'm involved in so that's the box um, where it's hidden okay so what you know but others don't know about you 
Okay, so the top right of that quadrant is the the blind box. Okay, another very popular one in the recovery from emotional eating distress, emotional distress or eating distress. So that's the box where you don't know, but others know. Okay, so this can be kind of taken in in, in two kind of parts. Okay, we we all have blind spots. That <laughs> it took me quite some time to uh, in 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 the kind of. I suppose the highs of my arrogant conditioned thinking, I genuinely thought that I was so aware that like I was I was just tuned into absolutely everything about me and there was no blind spots. But it's to um, huge relief that I have blind spots and you have blind spots and everybody has blind spots. So it's it for me, it's probably one of my favorite boxes because it's that kind of legalization that we're all human. So thank God for that. And, you know, to kind of take the pressure off and like, you know, I have to become more self-aware, you know, I have to get rid of that blind box. Again, this is, it's, it's, it's so much kind of um, opportunity for learning here. So a couple of things, you know, what is that kind of blind box for you? So like, what do others admire about you? This is a huge thing. Basically, as I said before, eating distress and emotional distress is kind of like your, your, a lot of your life, if not for some of us, all of our life is based on this research project to prove how kind of crap that we are. So, we have this kind of belief, a very strong belief um, due to a lot of repetition, you know, because beliefs come from um, um, repeated thoughts. OK, so that belief there that like, you know, I'm not good, I'm unattractive, I've no talents, I'm not creative, I'll never have any friends, I'm crap in relationships, that box or as I said these days it's like I'm so fantastic at everything I kind of delved into this for a while I am so aware I'm so tuned in there's nothing I haven't learned yet I'm on top of my game so again the arrogance and the kind of um minus 10 self-esteem two sides of the same coin so really getting curious like what do people admire about you? So this is about like changing your research project. What is it? Are there are there certain sentences that people are often maybe saying to you that, you know, you just they're just not clicking with you. But it seems that a lot of people for me, one of the things that kind of stands out, people used to often say that I'm very hard on myself and um, that used to infuriate me first because a lot of people would say it. And second, I just didn't really get it. And then the conditioned part of me was like, well, this is how you get stuff done. So maybe you could, you know, try it a little bit. This is I'm being productive. So because I was very closed off to the idea of becoming more aware and being open to blind spots, it it held me back a lot in a lot of areas um, in the relationship myself and my own recovery. So I suppose one thing is like, get curious, like what, what are you often maybe repeatedly kind of hearing from other people or experiencing with other people about yourself? You know, again, um, you might hear things like people are often kind of saying you're you're very closed off and um, you come across quite maybe narcissistic or self-obsessed um, you know, that you're very kind of disconnected Um things like maybe you're always in a good mood. Things like that are really kind of juicy areas. Like people would often have said that to me. Oh, my God, you're always in a good mood. You're always smiling. For me, that's probably when I was the most unhappy and the most lonely and the most disconnected. So just kind of even check in with that. You know, sometimes you can be like, OK, people are always saying like I'm always in a good mood. I'm always kind of happy go lucky. But yet I go home and I practice self-harm and behavior. So, you know, what's what are what's happening here? Even bring awareness to that. You you know, when I practiced start kind of bringing awareness of the fact that I was kind of 
fucking fun Bobby 24-7 and, you know, up for a laugh all the time and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. I started bringing awareness to it and I noticed that a lot of that was coming from pressure and, um, you know, to perform, to, you know, try and make sure that people liked me, trying to kind of win people over based on the fear that, you know, I'd be on my own. So just, an, it's not the same for everybody, but just get curious about that. So, you know, also what, on the other side of things, what annoys you about other people? This is, again, another one of my favorites. Um, get curious, as I've said before in kind of previous episodes, the blind, this, this window is an opportunity to get curious, like who and what winds you up? You know, where do you find yourself kind of going, oh, Jesus, when I see him or her, I just have dread for the day ahead. You know, get curious about kind of, that's your opportunity, that feeling of like, oh, here we go. When I enter the building, when I see that person, when I think about that event, that's your opportunity to start practicing becoming observing without the judgment of like how you're thinking and feeling and your behaviors kind of follow through in those kind of areas and also where you experience resistance in life so this is a huge and particularly in recovery um there's a there's a book that we you know marie campion wrote the book um recovery now so it's 365 tips of how to rid yourself of an eating distress and that book so every morning you're opening up and you've got a you've got a tip for each day it always fascinates me and you'll learn a lot if if you have the book already um, or even with the podcast, if you maybe notice yourself going into particular episodes, but avoiding other episodes, that's your opportunity. Where am I kind of resisting certain things? You know, what parts of the recovery am I really open to and which ones am I like, Do you know what, I might wait with that one. So, for example, even with the recovery now um, uh, handbook. A lot of people, you know, when there's maybe a practical exercise in certain things, but maybe even like learning to compliment themselves physically or learn to kind of appreciate the body. That's often one where people are like, yeah, no, not so much for me. I'll, I'll leave that. And that's, again, information. These simple opportunities are huge um Inter- oppor- they're huge opportunities for internal shifts and getting to that place of emotional, spiritual, mental, physical freedom much um, quicker. So the fourth, um, last but not least box. So you're going to the, the, the bottom right of your quadrant. So this is the box of the unknown. Okay, so this is kind of what I don't know and what others don't know. So this is really your opportunity to it's, it's the box where you're getting like you know what have you kind of what have you learned what have you kind of become aware of um you know even like what are you learning in recovery how can you continue to kind of increase your awareness and know more about yourself you know what have you not yet discovered about yourself so, because it, when we're in condition we don't even know what our hobbies are we don't even know what our talents are because or we can be very much so we have an idea of like that's it i'm you know I want to, I'm, I'm going to be part of the rat race. I'm going to be working on corporate. I want to get to the top. I want to be CEO. I want X, Y, and Z, or I want to, you know, take my art. I want to make sure that it's, you know, how's, you know, you can be very kind of tunnel visioned in your, um, in your goals, or you can be the opposite as well, where you're like, yeah, no, I'm just going to play it safe here. I'm, I'm happy not to progress. I'm happy to stay where I stay where I am. And um, that's never been really a value of mine. So you can have two extremes. A lot of people, and especially now in today's society, with the with the latter that I've explained, you can often kind of 
brush that off as laziness and 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 kind of unproductive but laziness personally for me I really dislike the word um it from it brings up a lot of heaviness for me but the, the meaning that I would attach to it but it's it's information okay because we're neurologically wired for connection okay and you're always going to feel your lightest and your most content when you're connected to your values and you're practicing behaviors that are in suit of that so when you're experiencing something and you have heaviness attached to it especially kind of like so with that area of like you know I'm, I, I'm happy here how often do you find yourself justifying and telling people just how happy you are where you are if you find yourself telling a lot of people of like yeah this is fine I'm totally okay with this and um, yeah no it suits me great if you notice yourself saying that a lot and to a lot of people you're covering up a lie because only when you're when you're justifying something it gives you information that you're kind of covering up a lie so that can be an opportunity where you're like you know maybe this maybe there's a fear here maybe there's a self-limiting belief here you know I'm not feeling that content I'm not feeling that light and that can be a really scary time when you're like oh shit what have I been doing the last so-and-so years I've had a lot of those moments where I'm like thinking I'm on a path and I'm on a, a road and, and and as well, a lot of spiritual journeys as well. I'm kind of using inverted commas because they weren't spiritual at all. They just kind of sounded and looked like it. Um, and I kind of, I had myself convinced, you know, no, I value commitment. I value consistency. And there was moments along the journey where someone kind of asked me questions and even just sometimes a simple of like, well, you know, are you happy? You know, for me, when I start noticing my, my voice go a little bit kind of high, but well, it's like okay you don't have to be frightened that's like the beginning of making those changes you know change is the only constant in life and it's it's really you cannot survive without evolution you know it's just basic darwinian um theory of evolution that that's why change is something that you can practice getting excited about today you know what if I allowed myself to look at this what if I allowed myself to explore certain thoughts beliefs and behaviors and I could actually create a much more enjoyable um content you know existence so really just kind of looking at those you know what do I know that others know ultimately you want the open box there that I know and other knows that, that, that and other people know that's the box that you want to kind of if you can visualize kind of expanding uh, an image on Microsoft Word you want to expand that so how you do that is like okay so you want to kind of make the hidden the blind and the unknown you want to make those smaller so if you want to kind of open it up you, you ask questions so kind of going delving into the blind spot get curious ask people questions you know what do they notice about like what what do they what do they observe about you know you, you got to make sure that people you're asking here are on your team and also like you're, you're talking about behaviors like things that can actually be changed you know as opposed to like um you know, I just, I don't like the look of you in general or the sound of your voice or something like that. Like these, it's, it's important that you're focusing on like behaviors that can be changed. So allow yourself to maybe even ask other people, you know, for feedback. Um, not always something that I was always very enthusiastic about, but people who are on your team, people who genuinely have your kind of best intentions. You know, you might even just have one person there. Um, if it's a case where you're just even yourself, you know, um, just I suppose the questions are more important than the answers at the moment. Just getting curious about like, OK, what what 
what do people admire about me? What do people value? Like, why, why, why did that person employ me? How did I get into that course? Why is that person going out with me? How come that person is still friends with me? Get curious instead of like, oh my God, why are people friends with me? I'm such a crap person. To open up the, again, kind of taking that, that JPEG image on, uh, not JPEG, I don't even know what that is. I have no technical experience in that area, but that image on Microsoft Word, if you want to kind of, you know, you, you drag it to the right, it kind of expands from the right down the bottom and um, and then kind of out to the side. So kind of opening up, going to open, delving into that hidden part. So kind of like what I know, but others don't know. Get curious about disclosure. You know, look maybe around you and what opportunities, even if it's at a group, even if it's with your practitioner, with a friend, if it's with your dog, if it's with your parrot or your cat, practice actually sharing this this is a fear that I'm experiencing. This is a is a story I'm telling myself and it's making me feel really heavy. I'm carrying this guilt. Say it to a bloody tree if you want to. It actually doesn't matter. Just practice the muscle of self-disclosure, expressing yourself. Doesn't have to straight. You don't have to be, you know, getting into Stevens Green Park and just like shouting it in the middle and telling everybody. Simple, because it doesn't really matter about like on the outside of like, you know, how grand the gesture is. It's the simple principle of practicing self-disclosure, asking questions. And then third, if you want to start kind of stretching into that kind of, unknown if you want to open up that open box and kind of make the unknown area smaller I suppose look around and maybe where you can have these conversations you know if you're if you're you know like what are other people learning what are other people working on what are their beliefs what are their opinions and this is kind of really attached into awareness I would have been very kind of um in a lot of my conversations, I, I, I kind of there's certain things that I wouldn't maybe talk about or I tell myself I wasn't interested in there was a few topics that I often said like Oh, I'm not interested in it. Um, there was two, re- you know, and that's that's a self-limiting belief. What a way to cut yourself off. You know, and the more you cut yourself off, the more loneliness you're going to experience, the more loneliness you're going to experience, the more self-harming behaviours, and then you enter a beautiful, vicious cycle. So practice even asking people questions. What are they working on? Even if it's in work or their personal life, asking about their relationships, like, you know, obviously in a, in a, in a safe environment. Or even, as I said, um, you know, even it could be in a, it could be in a workshop, it could be at a group sometimes, you know, even asking it doesn't have to be on an individual basis, but get curious, you know, what are people do? Has anyone ever experienced this before? What helped them? So you, you're really just t- tapping into that that sharing, asking um, self disclosure, you know, kind of taking that risk, going against the condition, and kind of sharing something with somebody. And you don't have to give them all the details. I mean, like, hey, you know, I'm recovering from a self harming behavior. What What are you up to? You know, you can. It's It's just looking for little opportunities where you legalize the humanity, you know, of yourself and the people around you, and just kind of sharing these little things that the condition tells you. Oh, Jesus, you know, don't be, don't be saying that because why you want to open up that open box like what you know and like don't get me wrong there's a there's 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 privacy you know there is privacy is so important you're not getting you're not getting that open box and kind of just cutting off um you know the other ones and getting rid of like the kind of like stuff that you know everybody has to know everything it's 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 within balance you know it, it is a boundary it is important to kind of practice that kind of privacy but it's making sure that like it's you know the difference between privacy and shame is that one comes from respect and love for yourself and the other comes from shame um from that kind of fear that we are that we're different you know so that that's that's really important just kind of as a side note with that 
So, um, yeah, so the awareness is just so important so we can kind of unstuck ourselves because a lot of people are often saying, I feel so stuck, I feel so stuck. That's your opportunity. If you feel stuck in your recovery and your journey, freedom from emotional distress, it's an opportunity to become more aware, ask yourself these simple questions um, and really kind of, I suppose, free yourself from that pain. So just getting curious, you know, things, what would I like? What, what, what kind of two things do I know about myself that... Um, others know that I'd maybe like to change what two things you know keep do you keep consistently hearing from other people that you don't think are true you know but you're willing to be more open to it to the possibility of it being true and you know another question like two things that you know about yourself that others don't that you'd like to be kind of less stressed about and less uptight about and two things that you could kind of do to help develop your self-awareness so it's a it's a really practical ep- exercise, but it's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity because you know we need that awareness so we can kind of keep moving forward, um, in the steps of kind of like acceptance, belief, um, and then you know the self love eventually. That's kind of kind of your precursor, um, for freedom. So that. So best of luck going forward and challenging the condition, and as I've mentioned before. If you want to, if you want to melt the condition, reclaim your power and make it uncomfortable for fear to live there. Okay, so we've had another listener send in a recovery question. And as I said, please, if there's any questions that you want to send in, um, don't listen to the condition when it's telling you that it's an absolutely stupid question. Just send them in the DMs through Instagram at MarinoTC. So this question, um, fantastic question. My favorite thing about this question is the honesty and the vulnerability about it. So as I'm often saying... Please give yourself credit for even just kind of allowing yourself to ask this question because the condition I can only imagine was like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Um, So the question is, how do I stop acting out behaviors of condition when I feel like I really want to? For example, binge eating. Okay, so just on straight away on that one. Really, I would encourage you to shift the lingo from binge eating to emotional overeating. Okay, Um. It, binging I mean binging just sounds crap doesn't it so it's it's emotional overeating and that's again information the behaviors are coming from the thinking okay so how do you stop acting out behaviors now one you gotta you gotta get curious about what your expectations are remember like these behaviors are a coping mechanism okay so it is unrealistic to just think you're going to click your fingers and they're going to go straight away this is going to be like an iceberg okay because the iceberg you know it's the the tip of it is like the behaviors what you see is the behaviors and underneath it you know that's what sunk the titanic not the top of it what was underneath it and that's your thinking and your feeling so it does take time to melt that okay so recovery is like melting that iceberg so make sure you're being gentle with yourself while you're working on melting the behaviors and even shifting that instead of like I still doing that I'm still binging I'm still doing x y and z I'm working on melting the behaviors okay so whatever behavior a behavior is a behavior is a behavior so whatever one it is and this question is um 
you know, can be applied to whatever self-harm and behavior experiencing. To put it, the first thing that came to mind when I read this question, I, I thought of knitting, okay? I said, that might sound a bit random, right? But it's so important when you're, when you have these urges for behaviors, you are, that's, that's, you're consumed by your mind, okay? So it's an opportunity to kind of do something with your hands. Do, get a jigsaw, okay? Get a, get a coloring book. Get some knitting needles, Okay, some people like to bake. Sometimes that can be a behavior because a lot of us in condition, we either bake it and then uh, make it disappear within a few minutes or we bake it and we feed other people with it and we don't eat our own baking. Okay, so that I'm not necessarily recommending, but get, you know, give yourself a little bit of a toolbox. You know, a lot of everyone's kind of different. Okay, especially a lot of the time, even with kind of night eating and stuff like that. um, Everyone's experiencing these kind of, you know, I don't like the word urges, but kind of challenges at different times. But evening time can be a really challenging time. So even having a little bit of a kind of, I don't know, recovery first aid kit that you've got knitting needles, wool, jigsaw, colouring book, pencils, crayons, paint, whatever. And just practising doing something just with your body okay so even the simple things get get a lotion as I said before make sure you've got a hand lotion and a good one not getting yourself the cheapest you know thing because you don't think you're worthy of the investment even just simple things of like moisturizing your hands you know what what does it kind of what does it feel like what does it smell like practicing it's so simple and it sounds a little bit bonkers but it's so effective and just checking in you know even for creativity some people are so like we're all creative we just kind of learn about what your outlet is it could be as simple as go and actually practicing go and even do some practice some makeup or whatever it's as simple as that you kind of go well okay I want to do a behavior I'm going to start doing a full face of a smoky eye but it's it's when you're it's it's looking for these opportunities of where you have to focus um on that one thing okay because so ultimately to to challenge those behaviors you practice coming into the body even just breathing that is the cheapest way there's no come down off it it's better than drugs and alcohol just come into your breathing just that's kind of weird that I've just breathed, breathed in and out, breath, whatever. Okay, that sounds a bit weird, so I'm not going to do that again. But breathing in and out, just slow, deep breaths, even simple affirmations. You know, I'm safe, I'm secure, I'm grounded. I'm pra- Today I practice respect in my body, as I refer to it as like a treasure box. These simple things 